Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some of your evening with us. Um, I'm really happy to introduce Jim Lundgren tonight. Um, Jim has a wonderful story, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. So thanks for coming all the way from up north and sharing your story with us. You were born in the church, were you? I was. Youngest of seven, I heard. Youngest of seven, (laughs) youngest of of twins. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Just very active in the church. Were your parents active? They were, yeah, very active. Father served a mission. Um, They were married in the temple. Yeah. Um, Whole family went to church all the time. Wow. Um, Forced a lot of the times, but, you know, (laughs) how how it goes. Kind of, kind of expected that yep. that's where you'll be, and yeah, got to yeah. got to be the good family. So now I understood your dad was I- even in some callings, and yep, had, uh, yep, he was um, members of the bishopric. He was member of the state presidency. Yeah. He's currently a state patriarch right now. Wow. So this has been an interesting journey. I guess we'll get to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. But you were active That's as a deacon, teacher, priest, yep, and active, all that went stuff. all the time. Um, had good friends. We hung out. Went to church, did all the activities. Yeah, seminary? Seminary, yep, I went to seminary. Okay. Yeah. And you eventually end up on a mission in... Yep, went to Hesifa, Brazil, yeah. and then the mission split, and went to, and finished my mission in João Pessoa, was that mission. Yeah, was how was that? Great, interesting times. It was humbling to see how some people live. I was in one of the poorer areas of Brazil. That um, is so eye-opening, isn't it? It is way see. eye-opening, uh, yes. How, how people live and, and yep. the struggles that they have, and yep. we're, we're pretty blessed here in we are. America, that's for yep. sure. Did you ever have any questions about the church during this, your formative years here? Yeah, not <laughs> too much. Um, I did have a few issues going through seminary and, and scripture study when I would read the Doctrine and Covenants. Oh. I'd always think in the back of my mind, hmm. Seems rather convenient, doesn't it? Oh, a convenient, yeah. Like a convenience <laughs> thing. There are a few things that just get answered yeah. uh, interestingly yeah. in, the, in the Doctrine yeah. and Covenants. And the way I handle that, I just would put off reading Doctrine and Covenants, so I'll just study the Book of Mormon instead, because I should be studying the Book of Mormon anyway. Right. So that's, that's what, what I'll read told. instead. Yeah. So, yeah. And so do you feel like you had a testimony of Joseph Smith? and I felt like I wanted one and that I had one. I bore my testimony of him. Obviously, yeah. on my mission, I did a lot. Sure. It seems like on on when you're a missionary, you're more tra- you're trained to bear your testimony of Joseph Smith and the church, really before God and Jesus Christ. Did you notice so that too? I did. Yes. On your mission, see, I yep. didn't notice that. I didn't it's even like, think about that. It's like that. you're there to preach the church, not the gospel. But the gospel, the Mormon gospel, is one thing, and the gospel that I now know is yeah. totally different. Well, I, that's one thing I know probably repeating myself, but that's one mm-hmm. of the things I noticed just recently, or mm-hmm. a few years ago, actually, before I came out, but that I wasn't preaching Jesus Christ. Here I yep. was representing the Church of Jesus Christ, but yep. it was the Church. Yep, you're representing the, the institution, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. 
converting people to the church. Yep. Isn't that interesting? It is. It was, and it took me a long time to finally realize that that's <laughs> what I was doing. Now, you went through the temple, I guess, before yes. you went on your mission. How was that yep. experience? That was that was interesting. It was not quite what I expected. Yeah. But I know a lot of people say that. that and say, I just need to go more so I understand more. I truly believe that. So I went several times, eight or nine times within the last month before my mission to try to kind of get that in my mind of, I guess to seek more understanding, if you will, yeah. like you're, you're told that you need to do. Anything specific that, or was just the whole experience? Just the whole experience was a little different. Kind of overwhelming. A little bit, Not yeah. what you expect, that's yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so you went a few times and your mission went well? and Went well, yep. Had my wife there the whole time, well my now wife, but you know, we, we She was waiting for you? She was waiting. Uh, oh, yep. so you got home and? Got home and a few days later we went and downtown Ogden, went to a jewelry store and bought a ring and we're engaged. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yep, didn't want to waste any time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. that's what kind of, at least I was asked, you know, told, mm. you should be looking for a wife as soon as you get home. That was the second mission, yeah, <laughs> as, as what we were always told. Yeah. Yep. So I was, within a year I was married, so that's yeah. interesting. Nice. So in that, uh, and she's active in the church and got married in the she's temple. She got married in Salt Lake Temple. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just had our 15-year anniversary just last month. So. 15 years, huh? Yep. And how many children do you have? Four. Wow. Well, I guess the next thing is uh, you're active in the church after you've been married. and Active in the church, got the token, you're assigned to nursery calling right where we first moved in, <laughs> primary teacher, things like that. Um, then I served in the Elders Quorum Presidency. Yeah. Um, then eventually was the finance secretary for the ward. Wow. Um, okay. Which that was very eye-opening too. Yeah, that li that gives you a little different perspective. Gives you a of things, whole so. new perspective on how <laughs> things work. But yeah. yeah, it was fun. I was studying my business degree, so I'm like, oh, this kind of goes hand in hand. So it kind of fits. Yeah. So I thought, oh, this calling's for me. So. Yeah. Now again, anything of an unusual nature come across your plate other than? Doctrine and Covenants. But Doctrine and Covenants. Um, it didn't really start with me. Um, the whole journey, so to speak, started with my wife. And this has only been in the last couple last of years, few years, right? Yeah. Yep. With my Just wife, like it's us been too, yeah. So. With my wife, it's been over five years, maybe a little bit more. She started to see Doris Hansen show polygamy. What love is this? Um, you know, she did she feel comfortable watching that? She did because Doris looks a lot like her grandma. Oh, a lot. They're like <laughs> twins. And so that's what kind of made her stop, like, oh, wait, who is this? And she started to listen, yeah. started to hear these things. And initially she would say, that's a bunch of lies. What are these people talking about? Oh, she thought so too. Yep. Or thought so. She hid it from me for a while. And <laughs> How did she and do that? Just Well, I worked a lot and I worked uh, swing shifts and this and that. And so, so she could watch when I wasn't here. But Thursdays when I was, at eight. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. But when I was home, she'd hurry and change the channel when I walk into the room. And That's just what I did to my wife. Yep, yeah, it's kind of funny, isn't for it? For several How? years. Yeah. But I felt like I could watch polygamy, what love is mm -hmm. this, because we believed in polygamy. Mm -hmm. We weren't practicing it now, mm -hmm. but I knew mm -hmm. when I became a god that I yep. was going to practice polygamy. Absolutely. So I, I yep. felt comfortable, or at least I could, mm -hmm. even though I still hid it from Carla, I, I did yep. it. But yep. And so she started she watching. Started, and she started to ask me, have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of just different things. Did you know Joseph married other men's wives? Like that's a bunch. That did not happen. We're not and taught I used to that, get, are we? We're not taught that at all. Yeah. And, and I would get angry at her. Would you? And it would cause quite the, 
turmoil at home every now and again because she would be watching this. And like, what are you doing? Stop wasting your time. And she wanted to talk about she it. She wanted probably, to talk about and, it. And, and I'd share. And I was horrible back then. I said, you're on your own. That's your problem. You need to figure it out for yourself. Because she kept asking me because I just didn't want to talk about it. You know, if you believe things didn't happen long enough, then they didn't happen. And that's what you that's maintained? What, yep, absolutely. Since the church wasn't talking about it yep. or teaching it, then it's you were comfortable. It's all this and you don't yeah. watch that, don't listen to this is, is how it was. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Was she going to church still? Still going to it? church. She had okay. callings, too. Um, now I know she was struggling in those callings. Part of it, she was a primary teacher. Yeah. And they always saying, um, thank the old God for a prophet and... Um, was singing about Joseph Smith and she just couldn't get the words out. Oh. She just had to sit there and not say anything. Oh. I know she'd bear a testimony to the primary children, but after a while it was not about the lesson, it was about Jesus. Yeah. So she she fought for it for a long time. So I finally said, okay, I'll start to listen. I'll watch. What, what do you have? Show me. And I remember no, wait, you were wait. on there. Oh, go ahead. Yep, you were on there and I saw your testimony that you said. Then I went and looked it up on YouTube and, and watched it. And then uh, the show j that you were on again, they were, you two were talking about Joseph Smith's boast. I said, oh, he never said such a thing. A prophet would never say anything like that. <laughs> He's not better than Jesus. What, what are these guys thinking? So I said, I'm going to go find it. So I started to look it up online. Yeah. I saw a transcript of the talk. Like, okay, it says right here that he said it, but it's on the Internet. They can make anything true on the Internet. Um, so I finally was, I knew that we had history of the church in my family, in my house growing up. Oh, yeah. But when my parents went on a mission, they got rid of a lot of stuff. Oh. And so they got rid of those books. And then I asked my sister, we have it. She kind of had a feeling we were struggling at the time. She goes, well, what do you want it for? And I said, I want to study a little what bit. What do you want the yeah. history what of the church What do you want this for? for? Guess like I'm, an ulterior yep. motive. Huh? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just studying a little bit. Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll find it. I'll get it to you. Nothing. Um, so I finally found the books actually at a city fair. Right. At a little used bookstore type booth for ten bucks, I got the whole the whole set, all seven of them. Yeah, and that was the most exciting day. I'm like, yes, I found them finally, and so I found this one right here. And now I can and prove. This, now prove I can them, prove that prove it's in wrong. here. Yeah, yeah. So I knew. Oh, I think we had these exact same ones growing up, but never saw anybody read them. No, um, but it's in there. And Joseph Smith truly said that how we say he's better than Peter and all them, and saying that no one has held the church together longer than me, even Jesus Christ. I'm like, how, how, could, how he could he say that? Yeah, isn't that yeah. amazing? I think yeah. that was an in, quite an influence on my wife yeah. as well, that, uh, that boast. Well, what I was going to ask you was, she's going through this. Did you notice a change in her? Uh, just, was she becoming uncomfortable or yeah, she was miserable, a little bit. I guess, is a she, way to say yeah, that? Yeah, she was. Yeah. And even, we're able to talk about this so freely now. Before, you only talk about the gospel really in, sh in church at home you don't say oh isn't this great that jesus did this and jesus we're so grateful isn't now that, that a it was so much more of an open two-way conversation yeah and then it's just kind of like that uncomfortable feeling when you start talking about things like that but yeah she felt very uncomfortable well she knew you were active and had a strong mm -hmm. testimony and you wanted yep. your eternal marriage to last forever mm -hmm. and everything so yep. She must have been a little yep. concerned yep. but i know she she prayed a lot and she's told me a few times that she prayed one day she stopped at an exit just getting off coming home and, and while the light was red she prayed she said look god either you have him help me know that i'm wrong that all this stuff that we're hearing is not true yeah. and prove the mormon church true or you get him on the same page 
and and that's really when I read this and I saw it and just everything just fell into place. I'm like, well, if this is in here, what else is true? Then I saw the different versions of the first vision and how Joseph Smith oh. first wrote down that he that the Lord appeared to him and forgave yeah, him of his but sins. But not the Father and, and the not Son. Not the Father and the Son. And he went on to say that I am the Lord who was crucified for your sins. So he's clearly talking about Jesus there. Yeah. But <clears throat> how do you get from <laughs> I was forgiven of my sins to don't to all this the the first vision that we get today it, it's yeah the one that's that in thing, the pearl of great price, pearl great price. Yeah. it's like totally different if i was 14 and i saw god and jesus two people two distinct <laughs> beings and they're telling me all these things that he says that they saw even if i wrote that down a few years later as a lot of the apologists say yeah. how could you forget that god was there with jesus yeah it just makes no sense to me so so, so things started thing. crumbling a little started bit. Started crumbling, like, see what's going and, on here? Yeah. And then you read the, um, I want to say, Boyd K. P K Packer's talk yeah. he gave to the seminary and the institute teachers, how he says some things that are true are not very useful. And I thought that was anti, and I thought this, oh, that's, he never said that, but I found the talk. It's on the BYU website of the talks given, yeah. and he says some things that are true are not very useful. Then he goes on to say that you have the responsibility to build faith, not destroy it. If you teach, and he's talking about teaching real history or advanced history, I think, because as he put it, yeah. it says, if you teach that history, you accommodate the enemy and become a traitor to the cause you made covenants to protect. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this? Is it covenants to protect the church or is it a covenant to protect the truth? Yeah. Which yeah. God is truth. Yeah. It's, it, you can't have both. And so things just kind of kind of yeah, he, he steamrolled there a little bit. Yeah, and he so. wasn't very nice with historians either because mm -hmm. I know that some BYU professors mm -hmm. have had struggles with yep. with things as they've learned them. Yep. And and things just kind of as you said snowball or fall mm -hmm. apart as yep. you look more and more. Yep. So, so everything I was ever told, oh that's anti-Mormon. You shouldn't listen to that. That's all anti. They're just out to they're a bunch of liars. Everything that I was told was a lie my whole life. Yeah. Is in church history and church records and it's written down yeah. as truth. Now were you so, able to share this with brothers, sisters, or mom, little bit, mom, most, mom mostly and dad? mom and dad. Brothers Did and you? sisters, they know but they won't talk to you about it. They'll talk to you behind your back. Yeah. And and everything well, how but they did won't you bring it up to dad or I mean Just here's talked. a member of the state presidency. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's a patriarch, yep. a very Mm -hmm. I want to say proud Mormon, or at Very least proud. feels like he's uh, yeah. doing. I, what I he's truly believe to. he feels like he's earned it. He's worked his life for it, and yeah. so he's got his calling that he's one of them that he's wanted. Yeah. Um, I started by emailing it to him because what? it was easier because I could email links to these talks and these church resources that he could read for himself. And did you approach it in the sense that, hey, Dad, I found this. What? What? Do, what I said, what do can you, you help me out? Yeah. What, what did you? What did you? The first know? thing he said was. Uh, mostly about the polygamy and he said oh that's about how Joseph Smith married other men's wives how he sent them off on missions and all this other stuff and they took the yeah. wives while they was gone he says oh that never happened and so I'd send the links to the church resources where it's found that it did happen yeah. oh that's not true that never happened <laughs> but the funny thing is now the polygamy essay that's out there yeah I've polygamy in Nauvoo he's now saying well, now he's totally okay with it, and that happened for a reason. So first, oh it my goodness. was a lie, and it never happened. Then, like someone flipped the switch, 
oh no, that's okay. We don't know why it happened, but it was it was done for a purpose. It did happen, but it had a purpose. <laughs> and so I told him one thing, and and there's a few more things that I've sent to him saying, what do you think about this, and what do you think about, um, first the whole basis of the church's polygamy is because. David did it, Abraham did it. They right. say Isaac did it, which he never did. Isaac was not a polygamist. Right. But it's in the heading of, of DNC 132. Yeah. And they're saying that, and Isaac, so they're using him as one of their scapegoats that he practiced polygamy. And so I'm trying to s teach him or show him and ask him, where was it ever commanded? And he yeah. says, oh, well, look at all these other people. They did it, so therefore it was commanded. Um, <laughs> But I, I asked him one question, and I've never heard from him since. This was the last conversation we had. Is You told me last year um, that Joseph never took anybody else's wives. And to you, that was truth. It never happened. But now that the church came out and said that it happened, it it's now happen. truth to you. Yeah. So I said, if that truth to you changed, who's to say that all these other things that you say are lies are not really true? And he had no response. I have never... He's never emailed back. It makes it so awkward, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had anyone come to you and say, here's things that I want you to think about and look at um, and, and try to, to show you where where these things are wrong that you've... Not really. I've had a that's an awkward question, but what I'm, I meant, yeah. I've, I've got children and, and I've mm -hmm. shared with them what I've learned, but no, they've never come back mm -hmm. and said, Earl or Dad, mm -hmm. here's, here's the answer to your question. Yep. No, the only thing is, the only thing you ever get in response is, well, I know this is true. I know this church is true. Very and it's like they totally push everything off to the side yeah. and say, well, if I bear my testimony enough, then I know in, in myself that it's true. Yeah. Since I know it's true, then you have to know it's true. I've actually had somebody, one of my friends, did a Facebook post, and, and that's what he said is, I had struggles too, but I prayed about it, and in my heart I know it's true, <laughs> so you should too, basically, is in a nutshell what he Skip said. Skip the truth. And yep. Well, this must have been thrilling to your wife. Yeah, I it mean, was. I mean, answer to her relief. prayer. and She was shocked that first she was this far away from the church, and I was defending it and saying, you know, do your thing, and then <laughs> I saw this, and then I was way gone. Once I saw this stuff was true for myself, I was, I was out. Oh. And so she's... And has it Shock. been a joyous journey for you? It's been the really, I can say it's been the happiest time of my life. Would you change anything? I about wouldn't change anything except for I wish just people would look at reason and truth. Yeah. Look what's written. Look what is, look more to Jesus and not what a man said. Yeah. And, and trust in Jesus more. But that's other people. I can't really change other people's beliefs in a way. So. And they'll argue that they believe in Jesus mm -hmm. and grace, mm -hmm. and and um, but what's the difference? There's a, a difference there, There's isn't a big there? Diff There's a big difference. Grace, as you always heard in Sunday school and in church, is the pure love of Christ. But what does that mean? Nobody can really tell you what it means. It means Jesus loves you. Yeah. I go, but Christian grace is, is, is so much different. It is He loved you, that He died for your sins, you accept Him, and you obtain your salvation. He's already done everything for you, um, but in the LDS Church, although you have grace, it's not the free gift that it is in Christianity. No. You have to work toward it. Yeah. You say, by grace, after all we, all can, we do. can do. Yeah. And that is a very big difference, and I never understood that until now. It's like, how can it be so simple? But then you think in the Scripture, it says you need to submit yourself as a child. Yeah. 
And if you're going to be it as a child, it has to be simple yeah. so that a child could understand it. And that's one thing about my kids now going to a non-denominational church is they get it. Do they enjoy that? They enjoy the first words out of their mouth. We were in the car the first time we took the whole family. I went and checked it out. My wife came and checked it out. Then we brought the kids, and we just kind of like we're driving home. I said, so what did you learn about today? And my, my youngest daughter goes, God. And she goes, <laughs> how he loves us. And it's just she was very excited about it. Really? And, and they, they love it. So love it. maybe a misconception the Mormons have about Christians and their and their values and mm-hmm. so on. What what would that be? The biggest misconception I feel, even that I had, is that only the LDS have strong family values. Only Mormons have strong moral values for their young ones, yeah. which is just not true. I've seen youth programs. Youth programs. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen more now, and I feel I've I've learned more about being a strong biblical Christ-oriented husband yeah. in the last two years than I ever have my whole All life as, a, as an LDS. Because in the LDS, you're, you're only good if you do this. You're only good if you do your home teaching. You're only good if you pay your tithing, so you're worthy to go to the temple. Yeah. You have to do this or not do that so you can go to the temple and then you can be worthy of the spiritual guidance to guide your family. Wow. But this is... It's just so much different than that. As we share this information, do you, where do you categorize this in terms of Mormon bashing? You know, I've, I've had that criticism from time to time that that's all I'm doing here. And yet, I, th- I feel like with everything we're saying, mm-hmm. here, here's you, we've been active, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. returned missionary, married in the temple, and all mm-hmm. these qualities of mm-hmm. good Mormonism. And yet, mm-hmm. you're telling the audience and me mm-hmm. that that you found a, a different Jesus, a biblical Jesus. And I found the true Jesus. Yeah. As Gordon B. Hinckley said in his interview with Larry King, he says, the Mormons, we worship a different Jesus. Not the traditional Not Jesus. the traditional Jesus. Yeah. And I I heard that, and I didn't ever thought nothing. of it. goes, boy, he's really showing that Larry King up. Oh, he did a great job. Like, everybody Back was so proud. Back when you were LDS. So. Back when I was LDS. But now I'm like, it is true. He was saying that truth. Because I have a feeling he knows what was true, but he can't let all this other stuff go. I wonder. But he, I don't want to put words in his yeah. mouth, but you got that kind of that partial truth. So you're not, it's, it's not a whole lie, just a little bit of a lie. But lie is still a strong word, so I really don't yeah. want to go there. But the Mormon bashing, that's what I'm always worried about because um, I don't want to come across as bashing. But you love Mormons. Mm-hmm. I love the people. Love I the want. people. It's Mormonism, the doctrine, mm-hmm. the, the, doctrine. the history, the things. The history, that the half-truths that are taught as truth. Yeah. Even with all the new essays coming out, they're not being 100% honest about what really happened. Um, oh. Yes, they're sharing a lot more than they have, which is great, but it's not all there. But even as you say, there are people reading those, and now they're just excusing it in a different excusing way. It. Yep, yep. <sighs> In a total different way, and then I, I don't have some strong feelings about those, but, <laughs> but. Well, getting back to the Christian worship and all, did you how how was it the first time you went? What did you think? Well, there was a band. A different, right? <laughs> there was a band, and the worship leader, he was pretty dang good on the guitar. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I was like, well, what is this? This is, I like it, but it's way strange. What's going on? Yeah. Did you feel it was irreverent, or did you feel worship? At first, it was, it was pretty loud and irreverent. The second time I went, I started paying kind of more people watching and looking around, and you see true worship. They're there not because they have to. Yeah. They're there not because of a calling. 
they don't wear all these clothes to they don't kind of look up and down at people and say what are they wearing today think yeah. that weird you know that kind of you know, the pride nobody wants to say it but it, everyone knows it happens but that's turning this whole thing into a people thing which this is not a people thing at all to me it's a true thing but you look at them and it's true worship yeah it's they're there for jesus the, they proclaim him they they put their trust in him they live their lives for him are they perfect i don't know because i don't see them outside of church a whole lot yeah. but but it's true worship yeah. in lds you're in the mormon church you're more there to fulfill your duty to the church to the church to the church again, you, right? yeah. well we need someone to fill this calling so you're really the only one we can think of so here's your calling and you can't say no yeah um but it, it's just in true christian worship it's they're basically submitting to the truth and submitting to Jesus, and they're there yeah. because they want to be and they want to worship Jesus. And the Bible? And the Bible. Does it mean any different to you It now? is a whole different book to me. I'm almost done with it from cover to cover. I started in the New Testament, Good and I'm reading you. through, I'm reading about Solomon's Temple right now, yeah. um, which I'd like to share a few things now to some other people about what the temple really was, because I always say, well, we just date back to the Solomon's Temple. Oh, isn't like, that no, amazing? The temple has nothing to do with Solomon's Temple. No, and Not shed blood mm -hmm. and, and all that, that yeah. they just don't understand. Yeah. 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 So the Bible, I love it. I read it every day. Um, if not that, you know, get a little Bible app on your phone and read a, a verse here and there, and it's just, it's, it's an amazing book. Well, I'm so thrilled that you mm -hmm. and your wife and family have, mm -hmm. have found this together. There have been others that have gone through struggles, divorce, mm -hmm. I guess even, because somebody See, will learn the truth. See, it's a funny thing you say that. I, I went to our first bishop when we moved from one city to another up in northern Utah, and first bishop was okay. Um, he said he had material that he was going to get to us. He used to be a 70. So he had all this information he wanted to give us about our questions. Never heard from him again. Um, so let a few months go by and finally found out several months later he was released and we had a new bishop called. So I finally looked him up, called him and said I want an appointment. We have some questions. Um, I told him our story. I just went by myself, told him that we were struggling with this, had questions about polygamy, about the first vision, about changes in the Book of Mormon, yeah. and, and things like that. And the first thing out of his, his mouth was, how's your marriage? And I said, my marriage is wonderful. It's never been better. And, and he's like, oh, he's kind of like dumbfounded. He didn't know what else to say. It's almost like he wanted me to say we're, our marriage is struggling. And, but he instead. didn't provide any answers no. to these questions. Yet. He didn't. All he did was bear his testimony. Yeah. Um, I met with him several months later after me still kind of, hey, are we going to help? He said he'd help and have questions. Finally, about a month or two later, I talked with him. He says that he was inspired not to answer my questions. Oh, Just dear. Just bore his testimony, <laughs> showed me pictures of Jesus in the church, and said, I know it's true because Jesus is in our church and our oh. pictures in halls. Jim, we're out of time, darn it. Yep. Thanks Thank for joining us tonight. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.